Hey friends, we hope this message from C3 Fort Worth helps you see Jesus like never before. And if you're in or around Fort Worth, we'd love to meet you on a Sunday or at one of our weekly dinner parties. Hey C3 Fort Worth, happy Easter, happy Resurrection Sunday. Uh, Man, I loved hearing from Mary, one of our team, on how she's adjusting to this new normal right now and all the different things that are going on and I don't know if you were like Mary, because I kind of was like, oh my goodness, it's Easter. And so many things are kind of shifting and moving and changing around us. It seems like everything we trusted in is like either taken away or has fallen away and like trying to remind ourselves what matters. It's interesting though, like right now it feels almost as though what matters is coming to the top, right? Like everything that maybe we were putting our trust in that didn't matter so much is kind of going off to the side or falling away. But now it's like, Okay, spending time with family or making phone calls to friends or making my own food or uh, having meals or actually going on a walk, getting outside. It's, it's a crazy kind of how those things begin to come to the surface when we, certain things are stripped away. And, and I know there's a lot of people coming into this it, probably in different places in life. Some of you are still working, all's good. For some of you, work has taken a dip or you have lost your job and you're handling that. For some of you, you have family members or friends who are dealing with sickness or disease, not just what's happening with COVID or coronavirus, but all things, everything that's going on in our lives. It's not as though everything else stopped, right? We are all still dealing with different things and we're all adjusting together. There's this kind of you, me, us uh, thing happening. And, And I actually think on Easter weekend, Resurrection Sunday, us coming together is is absolutely at the core of the message of Jesus. It's absolutely at the core of who we are as believers, that we would come together united in Christ. If it is your first time, or maybe you haven't been around for a minute, uh, we, we've been in the year of the pattern, and, and we've said that we want to adopt the patterns of Jesus or establish the patterns of Jesus so that we could uh, uh, adjust our posture to look like Jesus so that we could uh, inhabit places like Jesus did. In other words, no matter position, title, uh, we would be people who look like Jesus wherever, whenever, however, uh, because we have established these rhythms, routines, and patterns. And what a time right now to establish patterns that will bring life for now and for the future. But I don't know, I don't know about you. It, to me, it seems as though I can't think too far into the future right now. I can't, like Jesus used to say, right? Don't worry about tomorrow. Be present in this moment, this day, this time. It is not to say you can't think about tomorrow and you can't have dreams about tomorrow. It is simply to say that don't get so either worried or anxious about tomorrow that you forget the present moment and forget what is right now available to you. And so as we come together around Resurrection Sunday and uh, we had Good Friday, uh, Holy Saturday, the in-between, and we have Resurrection Sunday. Remember, all of this is a journey. It is not just one day. Easter is not just a day. It is the revelation, the ongoing revelation of a story where Jesus, when he rose, uh, changed everything. Um, it's it's kind of like a movie, right? Uh, uh, if you haven't watched the first part, then the second part may not make any sense. And so through the Bible, we see the story of God's people and Jesus comes in and both closes a chapter and opens up a new one and says, this is now how it's going to look. And I kind of feel like we're like, we're in that place as a culture. 
Uh, right now, we are there, there might just be some chapters closing on our culture and the way we were doing things and the way we, we did uh, went about life and the, 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 the way that we viewed uh, humanity. The, some of those chapters might be closing and there's a, a new chapter coming. And I, I believe that right now, Easter weekend, Resurrection Sunday, focusing our eyes on Jesus, there couldn't be a better way to start a new way of humanity, a new way of of living. In Matthew, I just want to read a scripture to you out of Matthew chapter 28. In Matthew chapter 28, this is the only scripture we'll read today. I'll reference a few, but Matthew chapter 28, uh, verse 1, it says, After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to view the tomb. Suddenly there was a violent earthquake because an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and approached the tomb. He rolled back the stone and was sitting on it. I, I don't know. I just, that always strikes me as interesting, maybe more than interesting. Just, I just always think angels are flying. But he was sitting on the stone, and his appearance was like lightning, and his robe was as white as snow. The guards were so shaken from fear of him that they became like dead men. But the angel told the women, do not be afraid. I love the way this happens, both in uh, when Jesus was first being born to, uh, to, to now, and even as Jesus walked with his disciples, this, this, this recurring statement of do not be afraid. I don't know if, if fear has been at any point uh, something you've dealt with in this season or at any point in your life. Maybe it looks like anxiety. Maybe it looks like worry. Uh, my grandfather used to say fear and faith are the same thing. They both believe that what you cannot see will come to pass. And for some of us, fear has captured. I remember the first week that all this started happening. We were canceling Sunday services and we were de debating what we should do, how we should do it. And all the news about how many people might die and all, all this stuff. And there's this moment where fear starts to rise up. And I, I want to tell you something. Uh, on Easter weekend and beyond, fear, fear is not for you and I. Jesus says to his disciples, hey, listen, do not be afraid. Take courage because I have overcome the world. At one point, he says to his disciples, do not be afraid as he's walking on water. He says, don't be afraid because I'm here. I want to always remind you, and that's what's so powerful about the resurrection. It's why it's so important that we, we understand what it means to have Jesus alive in this moment. Because he says, do not be afraid. I am here. And the resurrected Jesus, the presence of God, is here for you and I that we might not be afraid. I hope you're reminded today, do not be afraid. Do not fear. And he goes on to say this. He says, do not be afraid because I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. I know, you, I know you're looking for Jesus, but he has, he has risen. Verse 6, it says, he is not here. He is not here. For he has been resurrected just as he said he would be. Come and see the place where he lays. I, I, I think that's such an incredible statement. He is not here. He is resurrected just like he said he would be. William Barclay speaks to this idea for them that must have been an amazing thing because they were there when he died on the cross and they were there when he was laid in the grave and now they get to see love's reward in that they know he is now resurrected. 
John Stott says that, that Christianity is a resurrection religion. It, resurrection is at the heart of it. If you take resurrection out of Christianity, it is gone. It's over. In fact, Paul says the same thing. If you think that just these guys are making this up, Paul says, he says, listen, in, in 1 Corinthians, he says, hey, if the resurrection didn't happen, if Jesus didn't rise, then your faith is futile. Futile, futile means that there is, it is incapable of producing a good result. If Jesus didn't come back to life, then, then your faith doesn't produce anything. That's, that's, that's why this day matters so much. It's why we celebrate this so uh, uh, exuberantly and with so much excitement and with, with, with so much intentionality is because today is the day we are reminded that resurrection happened. And that death has lost. See, we, we base everything on the idea that Jesus rose. In fact, if you look through the stories of the book of Acts, you see the disciples going into all the cities and, and they're saying to people, hey, Jesus is alive again. The amount of times they talk about the resurrection, the resurrection, the resurrection, the resurrection, for them it was everything. It was It was everything. Jesus' death had, had been widely publicized. Everybody knew this guy who maybe was starting an uprising, starting a revolution, had been crucified. Uh, the most humiliating, uh, painful way to, to be killed, that is what happened to him. He didn't just die. He was put to death. They all knew that. And, and for many of us, death is an assumed reality. We, we understand that that's what we're, we're all going to die at some point. And right now, in some ways, it's heightened because, because what we're dealing with at the front edge of it is how many people will die. It's a sobering thing. And so the disciples, when they're telling people about the good news of Jesus, the leading edge is he is alive. That's why Jesus says to, to Martha, hey, listen, I am the resurrection. Those who believe in me will never die but live. And even those who do die will Live. In other words, death, no matter how it comes, when it comes, will not be the final word for you and I. Resurrection is the final word. That's why Paul, throughout Colossians and Romans and Ephesians and throughout his letters to the churches, would say things like, in Christ's resurrection, as you identify with Christ in his death and resurrection, as you set your minds upon him and his resurrection, as you stand in the resurrection power of Christ, there's all this emphasis on, hey, he is alive, he is not dead. One theologian says that, that the cross is is a definitive revelation of God's love towards you and a decisive victory over death. It's a definitive revelation of his love and a decisive victory over death. You can never, ever, ever, ever forget how much God loves you when you look at the cross. You, you can never forget how much victory you have when you see the resurrection. See, when the disciples were talking about it, they would have assumed that people knew about the death and would have been emphasizing the resurrection, but not because one didn't matter more as much as the other, but because they both were together, the, the groundwork, the foundation, the everything for our faith. In fact, in Romans, he says, hey, you would believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus has risen from the grave. That's how important this is. The resurrection has implications. There are implications to the resurrection. 
I mean, maybe you're uh, that person or maybe you've been this person where you've watched an entire movie and gotten to the end and thought, I don't get it. And hopefully you had some friends around to help you or maybe you were watched the show like, um, uh, I don't know, maybe Lost and got lost when they tried to explain everything that happened. Uh, or maybe you had a joke that you're still waiting for someone to explain to you why you should have laughed when everybody else laughed. Uh, Jesus had hinted at this idea that, that, hey, I'm going to die. And I'm going to resurrect again. The temple would be torn down and built back up. And all these things that Jesus implied or alluded to, and people were probably a bit confused as disciples primarily going, no, 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 you're, you're not going to die. That's You're obviously trying to allegorically explain something or try to figuratively kind of paint a picture for us. And Jesus was truly saying, I am going to die. I came to die and to pay the wages of sin for you and I. So I, 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 I I'm coming to die and I'm going to rise again because I want death to understand where its place is. Death doesn't get to determine for you and I what happens. But but we have to realize that, that, um, that the resurrection, it, it changes everything. So Mary coming to the grave... And, and seeing that Jesus is not there and, and then remembering all the things Jesus had alluded to, there's got to be this moment where things begin to come together where she begins to understand, okay, something is changing. Something is different. This is not going to be the same anymore. Andrew Warnock, in his book, uh, Resurrection Life, or Risen with Christ, uh, it, it says, listen, a Christian is one who believes Jesus physically resurrected and lives within the implications of that. In other words, we believe he rose, and because we believe he rose, everything else changes. I mean, can you imagine Mary coming to the grave, seeing Jesus gone, and then meeting him down the road, as he, she does just a bit later, do you think she lives the same? Do you think her faith is at the same level? Do you think her faith is just kind of, oh, that's cool? Or do you think she actually stands up in the midst of it and says, okay, now, now it's on. There's something different here. And Jesus' resurrection changes the mentality. Even the disciples, the ones who had cowered in fear on Saturday when he had just died and were curious about, oh, I don't know what's going to happen, distressed even. Peter denying Jesus. And then Jesus comes back and all of a sudden they are the boldest, craziest, risk, riskiest group of people you ever meet. They are now going into every city sharing the gospel. What's happened? Well, Jesus has risen. There's a newness of life. Romans 6 uh, speaks about this. When I identify with him in his death, and identify with him in his resurrection. I have a newness of life. This is not the same. I mean, could you imagine if Jesus had resurrected but stayed in the grave? I don't know why sometimes we die to something but stay where we died. In other words, I'm going to stop this, but I'm going to stay where it is. I'm, no, no, no. I'm going to die to this, and then I'm going to walk out into resurrection life. See, Jesus didn't call you just to die and live in a grave. He called you to die to self, to die to worrying about the future, to die to your own plans, to die to what this world says life looks like, to the patterns of this world, and live in resurrected life. See, that's what Jesus did. Jesus seemed to live to, according to a different pattern, according to a different way of doing things. I mean, Jesus, gosh, he would fall asleep when storms were happening in the boat, right? Jesus uh, would forgive those who nobody else would forgive. Jesus would move on to the next city when ministry was still happening. Jesus would do things so differently 
And I, there's just something in me that makes me think Jesus was doing it because he was living to, according to a different pattern. He was living according to a different way of being human. Why? Because death didn't decide for him who he was. He wasn't worried about this or getting to that or fixing that. He was living every moment with an understanding of what he was here for. He was living resurrection life. He was living new life. And he's invited you and I into that. Again, referencing what Paul talked about, Paul always said in Christ, through Christ, with Christ, there was always a sense of location, not a sense of, of validation that I have to somehow validate my place, but that because I'm in this place, I am validated because I am in Christ Jesus, because I am with Christ Jesus, because I am through Christ Jesus, I would have rivers of living water. Because I'm with Christ, I would have abundant life. Because I'm with Christ, I would be forgiven of all things. Because I'm in Christ Jesus, I can stand up in the victory that he has won for me. Because I am with him, I am now new. I don't have to become new. I don't have to figure it all out. That's the point of death and resurrection, right? You can't have resurrection life with no death. You can have life, but you can't have new life. You can have life. You can have resurrection life. You have to die to something and dying to the old pattern, the old way of being human, the old way of trying to figure it all out on your own. In fact, right now is a great reminder of that. All the things we thought we could trust in, all the things we thought were just always going to be good aren't there right now. But in the midst of that, I can live with hope and joy and love and peace. Why? Because resurrection, I'm already on the other side of death. I'm on the other side of the grave. I'm living in a newness of life with a new perspective and a new way of looking at things. It doesn't make it always easy, but I can, be, I can remind myself of what Jesus has done and stay in Christ. Just like Colossians 3 says, set my mind upon him. Set my mind upon things above and I would get a new perspective about how to live this life even now in this season. Death and resurrection, the pattern of death and resurrection. If I would die to the things that I thought made me human, if I would die to the things that I thought would validate my existence, if I would die to the things that I tried to do to figure out all of this, and I would pick up the life of Christ, that I could live in overcoming victory. I can live in unspeakable joy and I can live in a peace that surpasses any kind of understanding. I want to encourage you today. Jesus, when he died on the cross, he was making covenant with you. Now that's a word we don't use a lot, but here's the, here's one way to look at it. There's a lot of steps to this, but Jesus made covenant with you and I and I've always loved this picture in, 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 in Jewish culture, or, or sorry, in, in, in this time when Jesus was walking the earth, they, there would have been this idea that if you put on the robe, your, your family would have a robe or a color or a certain thing that designated who you were. And if, if you put on that robe, even if I saw you far off and I didn't see your face, but I saw the robe, I saw the color, or I saw the thing that was with, I would know who you were. And in covenant, you exchange robes. You exchange that identification. So I, he identified with us so that I could identify with him. And in that, there is an exchange. And so now when God sees me, he sees his son. When God sees me, he doesn't see my sin. He sees Jesus' righteousness. When God sees me, he doesn't see my fear. He sees the faith that Christ bears witness to in my life. That I, in the Holy Spirit, am signed, sealed, delivered. I am in Christ Jesus, new standing in hope, life, joy, 
Maybe today, in the midst of all that's going on, you needed to be reminded that the cross is his definitive revelation of love towards you. You know what I love about the cross? It never feels far away. It just doesn't. Every time I think of it, it feels close. Jesus loves me. I can always feel that way. I always know that because the cross revealed that to me. It's definitive. There is no other definition you need. Jesus loved you fully and completely that he gave everything. And it is a decisive victory. Resurrection is a decisive victory over death. Death doesn't get to decide for you how you live today. Resurrection resurrection life does. Jesus does. I can stand in victory even when everything else seems to be falling around me. I want to pray with you right now. And maybe today you need to make that decision to simply surrender. You can't control everything that's going on, but you can absolutely surrender what you have. Your worries, your anxieties, your frustrations, uh, your mistakes, your sins, your failures, your successes, all the good, the dreams, the future. Surrender that to Jesus today and pick up resurrection life. Step onto the other side of death so that you can live in resurrection life. Maybe that's what you want to do today. I want to pray with you. For some of you, maybe you just need to be reminded that you live in resurrection life and there are implications to that. Maybe today you needed to be reminded that the resurrection of Jesus implies your resurrection. I want to pray with you. So if if that's you, just lean in and let's pray together. And then there's an opportunity for you to uh, uh, let us know that you've made that decision and we want to touch base with you. We want to be connected to you. We don't want to do this alone. We want to do this, you, me, us, together. So let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much for everyone who's engaged right now, everyone who's leaning in, everyone who's part of this morning. And we thank you for Resurrection Sunday. We thank you for everything it means uh, for our life and for who we are. And Lord, I pray that today as we lean into this, I pray that there is new life. And God, I pray that for us, those of us who need to, Lord, that we wouldn't try to control everything, but that we would surrender everything. That right now, we just surrender to you. And so in your own words, just say that to the Lord. God, I surrender to you. I surrender my my failures. I I surrender uh, my dreams. I surrender uh, all the worries and anxiety. I I surrender those things to you. That God, I could pick up resurrection life. And God, I pray even now that there's a a sense of a breath in their lungs and uh, that there's a new life in their spirit, that there's something shifting in them. And I pray that all of us would begin to live in the implication of the resurrection. God, I thank you for today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Love you, church. I hope today is a reminder that God loves you completely, fully, uh, without fail. Uh, We love you so, so much. I hope to connect with you soon. We'll see you guys.